0: Welcome to the Vocational Education Podcast. Here's your host, Dr. Dan. Well, I'm very privileged to have uh, Scott Huntley with me now. Um, Scott, tell me about
1: how you
0: got into the business of helping people select LMSs.
1: Oh, wow, that is a crazy story. Like so many people in this industry, I started off very different from where I ended up. Um, And I'm still going, so who knows. Uh, So I I started off by studying actually engineering. And then that got me into computer science. I realized the only topic I liked in engineering was the computer programming part. From there, um, it started to... This was like the birth of the web. So if you think about it, people can't imagine an internet before the web. But it existed. And so I was so excited with the, the web. I thought it was fantastic. And it was just you could see things instantly like i'd play with the code and instantly you know no waiting for the compiler or anything like that so got me into websites and from there it got me into um when i moved to australia uh, i was one of these Wait, you're not australian What? no i'm not really? australian I'm, i didn't I'm pick canadian. up the accent what? i'm uh <laughs> canadian i've been here for gosh how long has it been since 2004 wow so, okay yeah. yeah um almost well i am australian technically i guess but um uh, it's just nearing the part where the Canadian starts to fade into the background. I think I'm at two-thirds Canadian, Two one-third <laughs> third Australian. Um, so when you moved here, yeah? Uh, yeah, so I, yeah. I actually I didn't have any uh, real proper credentials because I left university in the, dot, in the dot-com boom. If you remember that first dot-com boom, yes. everybody was dropping out of university. It worked out for some people. Um, yeah. My <laughs> company, uh, the company I worked for, uh, went under, or right. close enough. that, And uh, this crazy woman convinced me to move to Australia and uh, I did and I found out that uh, nobody wants to hire somebody who's got three-fourths of a university degree so I went to uh, TAFE, TAFE New South Wales and um, I really uh, I got back into studying and I had no clue how to do it I was scared I was terrified I was in, I was so much older than the kids in the mm. and uh, so I just committed myself and um, the first day was the worst day and and by the end of it they said why don't you come and teach here so I just applied myself that much that wow. um, I just drove forward. Yeah. And uh, after that, you know, started in with TAFE, uh, did more with the web, and uh, started actually managing their LMS at my, at my uh, not the entire TAFE, but yeah, the, sure. uh, for that section. And um, from there went into um, consulting for people with Moodle and, and their Moodle LMS needs and so forth. And then um, now I'm back at TAFE as an instructional designer. So it, it's a, you never know where you're going with life.
0: No, no, you've taken a couple of detours, but they're, they seem like logical detours. They seem like logical they at the do. time, but they, you they string them to get... all together, and you're like, "What am I doing?" <laughs> so that experience, though, and I'm going to guess your age is similar-ish to mine, given what you said. Maybe a little young. I don't know. Um, go, I'm do do we want to say? It? Yeah, I'm, go on. I'm 45. I'm 48. There you go. Last okay, time. we're on. We're on board. <laughs> um, and p- people listening to this in three years, don't worry. I'm 51. Um, <laughs> But anyway, that all being said, um, that, that length of experience, not only just uh, internationally as well, but that length of experience must have a huge impact on how you approach things like adult learning now because you, you came across, you were scared, yes. you, you needed to find out um, uh, internally how you're going to operate as a learner yes. because you hadn't done it in that context before. So how does that uh, um, impact on your approach now to selecting learning systems for people?
1: Oh. You That's know, the, it's 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 a uh, gosh, what a crazy question too because part of it too is is my own so my own insecurity is that I don't have an education background. So I never studied education. I, I don't have an education degree. Mm. My I'm I'm technical, right? So yeah. I've got this technical background. But um I guess what it was is when it comes to adult learning, when it comes to the vet sector, I kind of view it as, th- I'm not the teacher, I'm, I'm, I'm somebody who has these skills, and these people come in as m- maybe my apprentice, you know, if we're thinking back, back mm-hmm. in the day, you know, um, to go way back to the classics, um, Plato, Socrates, Socrates was teaching Plato, and then Plato moved on and he taught uh, Aristotle, and so yeah. forth, right, so there's this, this chain of masters feeding their information down to their apprentices, yep. and, and it's not so much a hierarchy as they are peers. It's just one person knows this skill better. Mm. And so that's how I sort of approached my education. So I had a lot of students come in, and they were young. They came from right out of high school. And they were, like, talking to me, like, hey, sir, and sir, can you do this? Can we go to the bathroom? And I'm just like, hey guys, we're all adults here, you know? like No one is, called you professor? Nobody, yeah. <laughs> I, I had that a couple of times. I'm not a professor. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah and, and I was like, just just call me Scott, and uh, if you want to go home early, go home early. It's, you're an adult. It's your, you have this certain level of responsibility for your training, and that was difficult for some people to, to understand when they're just fresh out of school, and so yeah. sometimes you have to be a little bit patient. But with the adults, they get it. Yeah. You know, and and yeah, so I, I guess that's the number one thing. It's it's a, it's about patience, and it's about um, just uh, instead of looking down on these people, being peers with these people.
0: Yeah, well, that's yeah. that's a great approach. Um, and your own experience is that as well, as an adult learner, that you were so goal oriented, but uh, based on your story you just said before, that you did complete what you did, and you did complete it at a very high standard. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So. Gosh, it would be great if we could just instill that into every adult learner, wouldn't it? But uh, it would sadly, it's not the case. Um, so tell me more about the LMS uh, selection process then uh, without taking too much out of the bag. I mean, we, you're still presenting tomorrow. Now, right. again, people listening to this, it's irrelevant whether it's today <laughs> or tomorrow. But um, yeah, just, just tell me about that selection process.
1: Well, I have to be fair. I have my own biases, so I have my favorite systems. Okay. And, and I'm going to come out and I'm going to say that tomorrow. But okay. I think the key thing is you have to understand that uh, there is no Swiss Army knife, and there shouldn't be a Swiss Army knife. If you're looking for one website, one system for your website that's going to do everything, probably that's a bad idea. Mm. I, I kind of envision it as this. Back when I was in a kid and I was in scouts, whenever we went camping, everybody was so excited to get their new Swiss Army knife, and they'd come out and they'd have all these Swiss Army knives, and they'd have all these things, forks, spoons, toothpicks, tweezers, everything like that. Mm. you think the Swiss Army knife is the most awesome thing ever until you try to eat pancakes. and then it's like the most useless tool there is yeah that's a great analogy (laughs) so i i often think if you're trying to set up like the front end of your rto and you've got marketing all this all that sort of stuff like uh, trying to get people into enroll Mm. and then you've got your system for managing your students that should not be the same system they should talk that's great if somebody buys somebody enrolls and and that enrolls them into the lms but don't don't try to do everything with just one system. On that, is there a big market for middleware here in Australia? Is there a big market
0: for what? For middleware, that 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 software between systems that connects oh. them. Because I'm seeing like there's a lot of great um, products out there, a lot yes. of great products, as you're going to talk about. Um, but uh, as you said, it'd be nice if they talked. It'd be essential if they talked. Yes. From the accounting system to the student management system to the learning management system. Yes. They should all
1: talk it it really depends upon almost budget and scope and scale right Um, sadly yes yeah so if you're just if some you could run i'm not going to say that you need something like uh like canvas or moodle or or blackboard if you're just doing some basic stuff you might be able to get away with wordpress or something like that but what i'm talking about is there's there's actually connections where you can buy a product in wordpress and that will enroll you into canvas there or sorry into well there probably is for canvas but (laughs) You can buy the, buy a course in WordPress and that will enroll you automatically into Moodle. So wow. there's a lot of those sort of systems. Yeah. And that's like a low-tech, low, you know, it's most basic, you're just doing some blended learning. Yeah. Um, but then there's other systems where you have a full-blown student management system where you're actually managing enrollments, you're managing compliance, all this sort of stuff. It talks with the LMS, it talks with the front end, it talks, it, it does all that connection. So I think that there's the ability to do all kinds of uh you don't necessarily need that middleware it depends upon the scope and scale Mm. so i guess i'm going to try to give some questions tomorrow some advice where it's going to make people think what do they need and sort of understand the different maybe the different components that they need do they need the middleware do they need not need it do they and what kind of what kind of middleware they need?
0: You just raised another point, actually, just with all the different systems. Uh, it, it dawned on me that I didn't even mention CRM, so customer relationship management systems. Yes. That initial touch point with the student who inquires, how does that all flow back into everything else?
1: Well, exactly. Uh, yeah.
0: Now there is how do you keep on top of all that? Because there are, there's, I'm going to guess now, but it feels like there is a, a new CRM coming out every few months, yeah, uh, or, or an app that does it differently, or, or how come you haven't got this app and, and uh, it, how do you keep on top of
1: that? Uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> Good, because you just, neither do I. <laughs> I. I suppose it's like anything. You you just have to keep searching. You know, don't... Uh, it's it's great if you find something, but you keep looking for what are the other alternatives out there. And how yeah. do you... How, like, do not just get one piece of software, install it, and never update it, never, never read up on it, never... You have to keep... On top of it, you have to maintain it.
0: Yeah, and I think you've just hit the nail on the head because um, there, there may be resources to help with that. There are, um, speaking of podcasts, for instance, there are podcasts that help with, um, uh, you know, selecting various um, uh, or customer management systems or, or things yes. that um, manage your um, your sales and marketing, for instance. So there are podcasts just on that. Oh yeah. And they do all the work for you. So I'm wondering whether there's well, there probably isn't one yet. Maybe we can morph into <laughs> that, but but there isn't. It doesn't seem to be one for for. Of the vet sector or even higher ed for that matter as far as getting people to come like yourself come mm. and sit with us and say oh well have you heard of this yet this yes. is what it does and yeah. this is how it goes together i
1: yeah and i think it'd be great if if we had more of that sort of resources out there like yeah. this um uh like content management systems for education um Learning management systems for education. If if people were compiling these sort of resources, yeah, uh, I do a lot of work with WordPress, which is you know a content management system. Yes. and they WordPress has these great conferences all the time, uh, WordCamps, and I'd love it if somebody did a WordCamp that was all about education, mm-hmm. and they just did education, and, and um, like the actual plugins, the actual turning WordPress into a learning management system, yeah, uh, the marketing, the SEO, yeah. all that stuff. I'm down for that. If somebody wants to run that, I'm, I'm down.
0: <laughs> if anybody's listening who has the ability to do that, please, please. You yes. um, it, it, it made me think, actually, because there's um, there's WordPress and there's uh, Squarespace and Wix and all these other ones yes. that people run. And then there's all the other, well, most people who provide services usually use WordPress. But, um, you know, for those people stuck in other systems, like yeah. stuck in Wix or stuck in Squarespace, <laughs> what options do they have? Or, or have they got their own conferences?
1: <laughs> Well, there's, there probably is their own conferences. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's, that actually raises a really good question. Um, I, look, I'm not going to badmouth anybody. Here, so I'm not going to mention any specific systems. Right, okay. I think some of them you have to consider. So one of the reasons why I like WordPress uh, and other systems out there, Joomla, drupal uh you own the content yeah yeah, and i feel really scared when somebody's offering software as a service because it becomes like who owns that content you've generated all that what happens if that company goes belly up and i'm not saying squarespace i'm not i'm not gonna mention anybody like that i'm not saying (laughs) i me nervous i'm not gonna
0: tell you where mine's
1: uh, (laughs) posted but anyway well it, it, it just makes you wonder like Anything can happen in the future, but you have to you have to think if you have all your content with one company, and there's a problem. That's 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 a scary thought. It is now. <laughs> okay. <Sorry>. Well. <laughs>
0: uh, based on that, uh, look, it's been so uh, good talking to you. That's uh, we're over our 10 minute mark. Oh, this, fantastic! Almost yeah. 13 minutes. So we've we've done really well, and uh, I could talk to you for hours because there's so much more I want to find out. Um, if people want to find out more about what you do um, or or just connect with you on some level, how can they get hold of you?
1: Probably the best way. I maintain my own blog, so scott.technology. Um, and there I, I write, uh, I'd like to say regularly, but it's probably a little bit infrequent sometimes. Uh, yes. um, but uh, through there, I actually, uh, if I write for somebody else's blog or guest, I always link it back to my site. I've right. got pages there for contact me, anything like that. Um, and yeah, check me out there. Fantastic. Well, thanks so much for your time, Scott. Thank you.
0: don't forget to subscribe to the podcast to get all the latest from a myriad of excellent speakers thought leaders and just interesting people in the vet sector until next time this has been dan hill and the vocational education podcast have a great day